Yeah, I went ahead and started recording uh, now that we're done talking about all the pre-roll for Secret Project Redacted that we can't talk about. <laughs> the pre-pre-roll. I, I feel like we could talk about it. I don't know how much of a, an NDA we have on it. I It's one of those things where it's like, when we all decide to officially announce it, I don't think it will surprise anyone, especially if they track like what everyone is tweeting about yeah. out of context. Yeah, that's true. I'm actually doing, like, three different secret projects, but one of them is, like, an open secret, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I think all the people who care already know about it. And Which the other one? one... Power Rangers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one is uh, a, a thing for one of my other podcasts, which I, not a lot of people know about. But I think by the time everyone who will be involved is informed about it, that will cover everyone who cares as well. Ah. Which, see, that's something I should have worked on this week. But as you said before, nah, slug days. Yes, slug days. I was photosynthesizing. For listeners, because we didn't mention that before we started recording, um, slug days are what I call the days when you just like, you just kind of got to lie there and you just chill on your couch or in bed or whatever. And you just, you watch a whole bunch of fun stuff and maybe you, and you don't worry about exerting yourself because it's a slug day. Exactly. You just watch Phoebe and Chandler being an iconic duo for six minutes straight. <laughs> just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Loser Like Me. This is a Glee recap podcast where we are currently recapping The Glee Project Season 1. Uh, my name is Christina, and give it up to camera. My name is Tanner, and my light has got holes in it like cheese! <laughs> I have. I need to tell you something, uh, Christine. Christina. Yes? So, I, ha- I have notes. I have notes. Oh, I have notes. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to use these notes, because I... I watched these episodes, even though we said we can't judge these people because they're real people, I still ended up falling into that trap because this is a reality show, but it's also Glee. So, how do you mean this? So, I mean, I have a lot of notes that's like, well, this person has a bit of an attitude. This person doesn't seem to give it at all. And I was ready to, like, actually say those things. And then I, spoilers for either the second half of this episode or the next episode. We still truly don't know if we're going to be doing this episode by episode or not, but... We'll we'll figure it out. (laughs) We all know Ellis. We all know and love Ellis Wiley. I found yes. her Tumblr blog, and I yes. found the stuff where she talks about the Glee Project, and it sounds like this was a fucking nightmare show. Tanner, were you truly surprised? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't su- surprised. I was ex- surprised by the extent. And maybe it was just like, I. Yeah. Th- it's a reality show, it's, it sucks you in, and it's also Glee. You expect a little bit of mm-hmm. stuff like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you just realize the scope of the people, the scope of the manipulation and the fact that it is being done to a bunch of barely legals, as Ellis said. Yes. And a bunch of, here's the thing, the problem, a bunch of amateurs, but not 
but entirely amateurs. Yes. Like, so for, for people who somehow are watching, are listening to this episode first instead of the or instead of the origin episode which came out for the last episode like the glee project is basically like what if we got a whole bunch of young adults ranging from 17 to say 24 and let them audition to be on this competition show to win a seven episode guest spot on the actual tv series glee and the problem with this premise is that for the most part, the people who were auditioning were regular young adults, regular teens. These are people without, likely without any experience acting in front of a camera. They may have had experience like acting in musical theater, but we all know that stage and screen acting are different. They're similar, but they are not the same. And also... These are most of these are people who do not have experience being professional performing artists. But some of and, them do, which I think well, is a factor that I'll get into at some point. Yeah. And like for the for the people who are not as familiar or as aware of how production on production on TV series goes, this is very mentally traumatizing for some of them. Yeah. So this yeah, basically this is America's next top model, but it, the prize is do you get to be on Glee? And Ryan Murphy is RuPaul. I say he's RuPaul, not Tyra Banks, because Ru- RuPaul is also kind of a bastard. But Tyra Banks is straight up trying to recreate Squid Games on America's Next Top Model. So yeah, and like I I didn't pull like a best worst MVP whatever, but like the worst. My my general worst for, I'm guessing, every single episode of the Glee Project is going to be the production team for the way that yeah. they are treating these novices. <laughs> it's very much the, the stock image of the three hands grabbing each other's wrists, and it's Ryan Murphy, RuPaul, Tyra Banks, exploiting people with, on a reality show under the veneer of wokeness. Yeah. Which isn't to say that other reality shows don't exploit people. They do. But they're kind of upfront about it. Use mm-hmm. the better take. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't watch Big Brother and think everyone here is going through a mentally fun time. And no one goes on Big Brother thinking it's going to be a super chill, fun, mentally healthy time. We know it's trash. We want to yes. be part of the trash. And the thing is that, like, these... I, I'm just going to... I know that a lot of them are over the age of 18, but I'm just going to generically call them all teens. Like, these teens... They're teens in spirit. They're th- These teens in spirit... They were coming into this, and they just really wanted to be on Glee, this TV show that they all knew and loved. Like most of them were coming into it with like a very like, oh, I'm gonna, I might get to be on Glee, and I'm just like, oh, I want to time travel back to 2010 and protect all of you from what you're going to have to face. <laughs> yeah, it's like. I feel bad when people are eliminated because their dreams are getting crushed, but I also feel good when they're eliminated because they're free. Yes. Oh, we should probably actually talk about this episode. Let's talk about this. Okay, so first let me give like a really, really quick recap of who these kids are. Yes. Okay, we have Damien McGinty. He's Irish. And was that even Irish? I'm Damien McGinty. I'm Irish. I'm from Ireland. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we have Hannah McElwain. She is fat and ginger and lots of fun, and I love her. Uh, we have McKinley Abraham, who's pretty cool, and she's country, and she's black. Uh, we have Samuel Larson, who is uh, Christian White Dreadlocks. 
We have Cameron Mitchell, who is Christian gangly beanpole nerd. Mm-hmm. We have Emily Vasquez, who is trying to just will herself into becoming Santana. Emily yes. Vasquez, can, can I just, Emily would do good on Big Brother. Yes, this is true. <laughs> She'd also do good on America's Next Top Model, but that's not something I want to inflict on her. <laughs> Lindsay Pierce is a classically trained soprano, and she comes off as a bitch, and I don't know how much of that is a bitch edit or not. She's the only person who, when she's mean, I think it might be genuine, but I also think she, I hope she's mellowed out by now. Mm-hmm. Marissa Von Bleichen is a redhead with eyes. I'm personally referring to her as the quiet ginger. There we go. Ellis Wiley is uh, small and she's got spunk. She's got gumption. And the entire production team are going to try and force her to be a child for this whole show. Mm-hmm. Alex Newell is uh, black and big and gay and loud in a good way. Oh, and real quick. So Alex Newell is A, an icon, and B uses all pronouns yeah so i was he, i was gonna she, mention that they all valid yeah he 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 went by he him through this thing but at some point someone got the bright idea to have him do a performance in drag and then he started doing that more often for his stuff and then that kind of got incorporated into their character on glee who in interviews alex has referred to their character with both she and they pronouns so we'll just put a pin in that for next mm-hmm. year Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've also got Mateus Fernandez, who is a buff short kid. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, didn't you say like the cast even called him Short King? <laughs> I, no one ever called him Short King, but he embodied the term Short King before it was popularized, I would say. Ah, In okay. my opinion. Okay, okay. And then Bryce Ross Johnson is, he's a cool guy. Spoilers, he's eliminated first. Yes. And so we don't, he doesn't get a lot of opportunities to be a person. Uh, but he is one nowadays, and we'll get into that later. Also, I just... Okay, should I give an update on how many of these people are gay now or later? Uh, why not now? You brought it up now, let's go for it. Okay, well, actually, I think it's not as many in this cast. I know Mateus is either gay or bi. The only reason I'm unsure is because he uses both tags on his Instagram, and McKinley came out as gay shortly after the show ended. Mm-hmm. So props to them, and props to anyone else who did and didn't make it public, or is and hasn't had the time to come out yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, now you know the cast. The episode begins. Everyone has already prepared Sign Seal Delivered, I'm Yours, by Stevie yes. Wonder for their homework assignment. How the show works is that they get a homework assignment for the theme of the week. The theme this week is individuality. And they each get to sing a segment of the song for a special guest judge who is a member of the Glee cast. And then that person will pick someone who they thought was the best and give them a one-on-one tutoring session for the music video. Mm-hmm. Then they have to learn choreography and record in the booth and then shoot a music video over the course of like two days, basically. And then after that, Ryan will judge them. He appears in like a <laughs> cloud, much like Vince McMahon. He descends from the sky, billow- gas of his swarm billowing out of his skin mask. Uh, and he will declare who the bottom three are. Actually, no, not even Ryan. It's Robert and Zach and Dickie will decide who the bottom three mm-hmm. are. And mm-hmm. then those three have to sing a song for Ryan. And Ron will be like, hmm, I don't know if I can write for you or not, but I love your style. And then he'll choose someone to kill. Yes. And Robert is the actual casting director on Glee. Nikki is the actual music director, or, like, music producer on Glee. And Zach is the actual choreographer on Glee. Yes. And I know for sure that Zach is a real person. I think Robert is one, too. Nikki is fine this season, but she does something next season that I'm still holding a grudge against. 
Uh, we'll find out when we get there, but I will probably be joining you on the garage train. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Yes. So yeah, they've prepared, signed, sealed, delivered. And then the guest judge comes out and it's Darren Chris, and all the girls are excited and Emily yes. is openly thirsting over him. Yes. Like literally we hear from this assembled group of teens in spirit, one of them says, oh my God, he's so hot. <laughs> um, and it's... He, I. I he asks her if, like, he's like, your name, you're Emily, right? And she's like, yes, but you can call me whatever you want. And I'm like, at this point, he already had been in a long-term relationship for at least a year and a half. We, th- they didn't know or care. They didn't care. And they probably thought he was secretly dating Kurt anyways. <sighs> the crisscross shipping was real. And a yes, little I weird. Remember, I remember that tag. I, the, the thing is, when you meet a famous person in real life... The best thing that you can do is to treat them like a real person and keep the freaking out on the inside. Exactly. I am speaking from experience. <laughs> Don't ask them about their sex life. No. The most personal question you're allowed to ask them is how tall they are. <laughs> fair, fair. Anyway, so they, they all sing Signed, Sealed, Delivered. And my only note on the performance was like, they all do a pretty good job. Damien's timing is off. Like he's singing out of pace with the backing track. Yeah, he's he's trying to make it his own and it doesn't quite work. Also, I, I preface this by saying that when this aired, I was a huge Damien simp and I still kind of am. But he does look surprised to be there. That might just be his face. <laughs> also, we, we get to hear again as like they do a t- little talking head. Ellis mentions that she really just wants to be viewed as 18 instead of as 10. Out yeah, of like, because Ellis is baby. <laughs> or yeah. looks baby. Yeah, that's the thing. She, she's not baby. She's a real 18-year-old with real thoughts and feelings and will be here all day if we d- do get into it now. So, Ellis, if you're mm-hmm. listening, Ellis either listens to everything just to see what people are saying or she listens to nothing. I think either option is viable. Yes. Hey, blanket statement. If anyone from the Glee Project is actually listening to this podcast, we are sorry for what you had to go through, and we hope that you are doing well. Yeah, uh, mm, I I would genuinely love if they were willing. I would genuinely genuinely love to see like the Glee Project cast tell all like a Batras tell all, but it's like like a Dateline, like it's like Dateline, but they're confronting Ryan Murphy. Oh my God, could you could you imagine? I want the tell all documentary. <laughs> Not, I mean, I, and I know we're half laughing about this because, ooh, the drama, but truly, like, these kids, it sounds like they got real fucked up by this whole process, and they deserve the yes. chance to, like, tell their story and, like, further drag Glee through the mud. Yes. The whole franchise has not been shat on enough. Whoever, in this theoretical universe, whoever would be interested in participating from the Glee project would show up to the studio, and then whoever still claims themselves to be a Glee fan would form a human chain blockading anyone from Fox from getting into the studio. (laughs) Yeah. They are going to say their piece, and we are going to listen to them, and you are not going to be able to stop them. Yes. Okay, so... All this is to say... Out of everyone, Mateus wins. Yes. And I didn't realize he still had braces. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's got braces. He does like a very much a rocker thing in a lot of his songs. Because he, mm-hmm. he's he got that ability. He's got that skill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tragic that he's never covered Come On, Feel the Noise. I think he should. I don't know that song, but yes. Let's Come go on, it. feel the noise. Girls, rock your boys. 
We'll go wild, wild, wild. Okay, that's that sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't quite recognize it. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure it was in Rock of Ages. I haven't seen Rock of Ages. You haven't seen Rock of Ages? It's fine. The movie's fine. The show's fun. Okay, okay. The movie is there. Craig Ferguson once described Rock of Ages as Glee for Dad, so we're probably going to have to watch it at some point. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, so Mateus wins, and he'll have a featured moment in the music video and a one-on-one session with Darren. The music video will be Firework by Katy Perry, Darren's close personal friend Katy Perry at this point. Yeah, and the whole concept is basically like they're going to be doing a high school photo shoot, and the production team challenges the contestants to use this to really kind of cement what kind of character that you would want to be on Glee. Because again, this is a competition show where you are actively trying to win the opportunity to be on Glee. And so this is also like, pitch your character for Ryan Murphy to write. Yeah, and so here, here's where we immediately run into a roadblock of this concept. Because the show was advertised as be yourself and the winner will be the most interesting person. The most interesting man in the world. <laughs> but it's it's act it's acting it's a character yes and we will see with the winners that maybe there's a little bit of inspiration taken from their home life but really they are characters written by ryan murphy who just so happen to be played by these people yes and ryan's like i don't know if i can write for you and it's like well you don't have to the things that have happened to for example quinn we're not necessarily inspired by Diana Agron's real life. You're a writer. Yes. You, you can invent things whole cloth. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're asking these contestants to Adam West themselves. Yeah. And so here's the other thing. So they're like, you'll each have your own yearbook superlative to embody. But these superlatives were fed to the cast by production. Okay. I didn't actually notice that when I was watching the episode. <laughs> It wasn't in the episode. I think it was like a web-exclusive behind-the-scenes thing where everyone was talking about what superlatives they got. And it, they framed it in a way that's like, this is what I was voted for in my real high school. But no, these were things fed to them by the production. So the superlatives ended up being, like, Hannah, most likely to be a class clown. Okay, that's fine. Alex, most likely to be a fashion designer. Makes sense. Mateus, fitness instructor. McKinley, country bumpkin. Put a pin in that. Emily, swimsuit model. <laughs> Emily is like 22 so yeah. not could have been worse the fact that she could does not show up in a bikini in the music video is an a plus in my book <laughs> yes uh lindsay start a charity what the fuck no shade on lindsay but that's like nothing to do with her that's not a superlative that's well that, it weird. was most likely to start a charity but Still. that's like that's that's not even close to the character that she would have ended up embodying which is a smaller mm -hmm. rachel yes sam most likely to go his own way what does that mean? Most likely to sing uh, Fleetwood Mac? I don't know. <laughs> Cameron, most likely to be a nerd forever. And that's wrong how? It's not wrong. I know. I'm saying everyone's. Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying like, how is that a bad thing? Yeah, exactly. Bryce, most likely to be a heartbreaker. Damien, most likely to be a soap star. I don't even know if they have soaps in Ireland. Do they just watch EastEnders? I have no idea. Marissa, most likely to be in a shampoo commercial. Because her hair is nice. She got that nice hair. Yes. Ellis's was most likely to be a kid forever. And this is where <sighs> we kind of run headfirst into the bullshit. Yes. Because she didn't. Her appearance on here was trying to make a point that she was not just the little baby. But yes. they assigned her be a kid forever. And she's like, okay, fine, whatever. I, like many other girls on the show, 
brought a stuffed animal with me that I could use as a prop. And then yes. they're like, oh, but you, th- we just changed our mind. We don't want you to be bringing the stuffed animal on to your scene as a prop. And she goes, okay, fine. And she sets it to the side. And then in the, the confessional interviews, the production was constantly trying to trick her into saying that she felt bad that they made her leave the animal behind. And she's like, but I didn't. I was taking direction. I was being professional. I'm an 18-year-old who's never done shit like this before. But yeah. they said do the thing, and I did the thing because I'm trying to be professional. Yeah. And it's it's all it's all it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And keep a pin yeah. in those yearbook things because they're all bullshit. Yeah. Oh, also, I, d- I did write down that Lindsay, like when it's announced that the song is Firework, she's like, "This is the perfect song for people like me." And I wanted to be real judgy, but I'm pretty sure that was also a line fed to her by the production, which she repeated because she's trying to be professional. Yeah. Everyone's trying their best! Uh-huh. Except for the production team. I feel like I've been talking for ten minutes straight. Christina, <laughs> do you want to take the next segment? Yeah, sure. Basically, like, as we, like, get set up for this music video production, we get to see them doing a very streamlined choreography practice, and, like, some of them are taking a little bit longer to get the choreography than others, which is fine. And we see Bryce kind of like getting in his head about it because, you know, he is a young person and is maybe not as familiar with choreography. And he's like asking Zach questions and it is framed in the show as like he's being insubordinate. But to me, it sounds like he was being an insecure young person who was trying to get input on how to do this better and was maybe not as confident about his performance and was looking for affirmation and they're like this is he's having attitude and then we get to go into the their time in the booth to do the recording sessions and basically nikki the music producer her like her one direction for everybody is i just really want you guys to just emote more i need you to emote in your performance and like, this is where we hear Lindsay being like, I'm a classically trained soprano. And it's like, classically trained is fine, but you are going to have to apply it to musical theater. Not yeah. that she doesn't already. And also, uh, notably here, Ellis is sick. Like, she flat out says, I am sick and I do not have a chest voice because I am sick. And they're like, well, we don't care. Like, even if she's sick, she still sounds pretty good. Yeah, like, she doesn't sound bad. It's just that she doesn't have, like, the like the chest voice. Because when you're singing, you have a head voice and you have a chest voice. And you have, like, a belt kind of, like, in between, I guess. Yeah. And, like, chest voice is for lower range. And head voice is usually for the higher range. And she sounded fine. She just couldn't, like, hit the low notes the way that Nikki wanted her to. But it was portrayed as, like attitude and so two things i want to point out here first off Mm -hmm. because of the magic of editing Mm -hmm. we cannot assume that if if someone is shown to be bad at the thing we must not assume that they are the only one bad at the thing if bryce was sucking at the choreo Mm -hmm. we can also assume that like eight other people probably were yes but because they are not getting the focus this week they're not going home this week it's not part of their narrative. They want it to make narrative sense that Bryce went home. They want the viewers to see, ah, Bryce is the only bad child. He is the only one deserving of being sent home. Yeah. Also, you know at the beginning where they said everyone gets to stay at the Glee Project campus. It's going to be so great. Yes. The, this was not a campus. 
these were like camps. These were like shitty cabins on a back lot with no heating at night. There were space heaters that broke down. Everyone got sick. So yeah. Ellis has an infection? Okay. Well, someone else had the flu. Another girl had strep. A bunch of people had to go to the ER. Wow. Yeah. I knew it was bad. <laughs> I did not know the extent to which it was bad. Th- this is what I'm saying. Like, you assume a certain level of bullshit because it's glee, but then you get, it's told right to your face. Yes. Like, I didn't expect that they were going to put up the cast of Teens in Spirit at, like, a five-star hotel, but, like, putting them up in, like, shacks on a back lot yeah. is... Well, it's- it's Glee. Terrible. And it was it was Glee at its height. They had five-star hotel money. They did. They really did. And, like, other shows do that already. American Idol, The Voice, they put their people up in actual living quarters. <sighs> Justice for the Glee Project cast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyways, so, yeah, if, if there's anyone who seems like they're not doing great in the singing, assume it's either they're sick... It's their first time doing this, or both. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're treated like they are professionals right from the hop, which means it assumes a certain level of experience with this. And competence. <laughs> yeah, it's for two-thirds of the cast, this is their first time doing any of this. Like, sure, like, Sam and Damien and Lindsay have probably already done things in recording booths. I don't think- oh, and Cameron probably too. I, I think those mm-hmm. like the only four for sure who would have had any kind of experience. And also, Damien did, is not dance. I don't think he still. I think he still don't dance. Yeah. But they're they're ex- it's expected of them. So when they can't comply, they're like, "Oh, so you have attitude." I'm real passionate about these kids. <laughs> Me too. <sighs> so after they do booth time, we see one on one with Darren and Mateus, and he, Mateus is kind of like talking down about himself. And Darren is like, no, hey, like, look, stop. I'm going to stop you right there. And he says, if people see that you're comfortable in your skin, they're going to know that you're someone they can get behind. Basically, like, look, what makes you special or what makes you different is what makes you strong. And like, you need to be confident about that part of yourself, even if it's something that people might say bad things about, like, know that they're not true. That kind of a thing. Right. And then we kind of see some bits of them getting ready for the music video. My only notes here were that Bryce is still in his head about getting into character. And I think he was like literally like seeking direction from like Zach and Robert and like whoever the director was for the music video. And like they were just like uh, Eric Ugh. White is a professional music video director who has worked with Diddy, Chris Brown, Lil Wayne and Mary J. Blige. But apparently never teens. Yeah. And so like, he's like trying to like get input on like how to best act and perform. And they're like, he's just giving us attitude. Yeah. Hey, director, direct me. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't have time for that. They're on a glee schedule. Exactly. You should know psychically. Which is all bullshit. (laughs) The production team is ragging on Ellis playing too heavily into the I'm a little kid thing again, even though that's what they told her her to to do. And my other note here was Damien doesn't really feel like he's fitting in. Like, it it feels like Damien doesn't know what kind of a character he wants to be. Like, maybe they didn't tell him what kind of character that he was supposed to be. Yeah. What does a soap star mean? Yeah. What does that mean? What does any of this mean? In the recording booth, Nikki asks Marissa, what do you feel by these lyrics? And it's like, the lyrics are, did you ever feel like a plastic bag? They mean nothing. They mean nothing. (laughs) 
The show means nothing. God. Congratulations, you've turned Glee into Seinfeld. Hate. Hate. I'm filled with hate. Tanner, it's music video time. Do you want to talk about the music video? Yeah, I can. I will say this. the music. All the music videos are well produced. Yes, they are well produced. The music itself is kind of awkward because in splitting the main melody line so that everybody got a solo, they did some edits to the actual melody and like it doesn't always work for everyone. Like they gave Mateus the featured part, but the melody line that they changed to give to him for his solo is not good in his vocal range. And like like is he singing it well? Yes, it's just not in his it's just not in his like sweet spot in the range. Other than that, I noted that they they brought back the same guy who played the who played the photographer in season one, episode eleven. Yeah, they brought back jo- John Ross Bowie, a real actor. <laughs> yeah, they brought him back to play the yearbook photographer. I wonder how much he got paid. The kids sure shit didn't get paid. Yeah, really. Do you think they paid them at all, or was it just like? I think they would have legally had to give them a little bit of a stipend, but like, n- like not a union, not a SAG. Oh no, not at all. Exactly. Glee is not nearly as union-phobic as Power Rangers, but it's not great. <laughs> well, it's it's not Glee so much as just the reality shows in general. They can get away with that shit because it's unscripted. Ah, okay. But yeah, then it's callback day. Callback day is basically oh, we, where the- Oh, we didn't even talk about the music video, though. We didn't actually talk about the music video. Oh, I didn't talk about- I didn't take any notes on the music video itself. <laughs> okay, let me walk you through the music video and why it's good and also so, so, so dumb. <laughs> Yes, please do. I mean, it's it's good because the kids all sing it well. Mm-hmm. So we start, and I, I, I remember, I remember this whole thing, not just because I watched it, like, yesterday. <laughs> it starts with Marissa walking down the hall, and she's like, did you ever feel like a plastic bag? And she just walks down the hall. There's nothing about this that's a shampoo commercial to me, so I don't know what they expected of her. <laughs> Passes over to Sam, and he's like, did you ever feel like this other part of the, the, the verse? And he leans against the wall. And he looks despondently in the distance. So I guess that's how you go your own way. Uh, then it cuts over to McKinley, who see- she has a great voice and she sang good. Yes. But nothing about her says Country Bumpkin. Like, they could have at least given her a cowboy hat or some bullshit like that. <laughs> and then there's Damien. And Damien, who I will probably speak with an Irish accent every time he comes up nowadays. He's just looking at a local mirror with a, like, a leather jacket and a tie and sunglasses. It's mm-hmm. like, did you know that there's still a place for you? Yeah. My beautiful boy. Anyways, we, then <laughs> Hannah. Hannah's superlative was class clown. How did they get her to embody class clown? Well, they have her stand. She was sitting and then she stands up. <sighs> Anyways, but then Cam runs over and he's gotten the nerd glasses on. But let me tell you, when he sings just own the night the way he do, that gives me chills still, ten years later. <laughs> Anyways, baby, you're a firework. Lindsay shows up. I don't, I don't know what her deal is. Lindsay, sorry. I'm sorry if I'm ragging on Lindsay, but she, I, I try, I, I'm gonna try real hard to give her grace in this show. But she does feel like the only person who treated the reality show like a reality show. Like she was blind to the bullshit, and she was just like, I am going to win. I am going to become Rachel Berry. Yes. And Lindsay, if you're listening, not our Lindsay. You, I mean, I know you're listening, but this, you weren't on the Glee project. But Lindsay Pierce. <laughs> 
Yes. If if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you've become a mellow person, but I'm pretty sure you recognize that you definitely got the bitch edit on the show, and it is hard yes. to get out of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, Alex comes up and they vote with a camera, and that's fun. Mm, yes. Ellis runs over and she's like, yay, I'm a child. I hate being here, but I'm gonna pretend I love it because I'm 18 years old and this could be my big break. <laughs> and then Mateus runs over and he does a body roll. Yeah, like, good for and Mateus. <laughs> Emily's there and she does a hair flip and then Bryce runs over and he's like, hello, I'm a hot boy. And she's like, yes, you are. And then Marissa comes over and she's like, you're my hot boy. And Emily's like, I'm no side piece. And then Bryce does a cat <laughs> smile and throws his toque into his beanie into the camera to transition to where everyone just kind of does a pose representing their personality. And then they do a shimmy. And then they bring out some wacky confetti blasting tubes. <laughs> yeah. And Mateus runs and does a belt while in front of a green screen that sends him to the fireworks dimension. <laughs> Glee Project shooting star edit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's the music video. Yeah. Sorry if I'm talking so much. It's just, this is... No, it's okay. <laughs> more so than the parent show, I feel the Glee Project in my bones. <laughs> that is true. Also, I didn't watch the Glee Project when it was first airing, and you did. <laughs> that's true. I, if there was a third season, I was planning on auditioning. I'm very glad that you did not, because that would have... Who knows where that timeline would go. <laughs> but consider if I had been on there, I would have had first-hand experience. <laughs> yes, I'm... It's that thing where it's like, I tr like I don't necessarily want to go back and change the past because it brought us where we are today. <laughs> Would I still be doing this podcast if I was on the Glee Project? Would you still be doing the podcast? Would I be doing a podcast with Ellis? Would you be allowed to do this podcast if you had been on the Glee Project? <laughs> Would they have made you sign an NDA? <laughs> Clearly whatever NDAs are up have passed because Ellis has publicly, like, she, it's not like she's gone on Good Morning America and said Glee Project was a hack, but she has spoken about it on her Tumblr. And, like, she probably doesn't want to talk about it that much. Yeah. It's more a sense that Ellis seems like a cool, normal person who I'd probably be friends with if given the opportunity to get her know her and vice versa. Yes. And if I had been on the third season of the Glee Project, if that had existed, we'd probably end up in the same group chat. Yes. We'd be in the same D&D &D game. Yes. <laughs> Sorry if I keep talking about Ellis, but because Ellis has been the most publicly open about the bullshit of the Glee Project, she's the number one source. And because Ellis has a locatable Tumblr account. <laughs> yes, which I'm not going to say what it is. No. I'm not going to I don't want to put her on blast. I'm trying to sanctify her. Yes. It's like, look, just because we know that at least one of the contestants has a Tumblr blog doesn't mean that we're going to tell you what it is. <laughs> Nelly from season two also had a Tumblr, but that was not updated nearly as much. Mm -hmm. And also, she didn't have to deal with as much bullshit, I think, because she was a fan favorite. I mean, hell, Diana Egron had a Tumblr. <laughs> Taylor Swift still has a Tumblr. Huh. Neil Gaiman not only has a Tumblr, but treats Tumblr like other Tumblr users. Yes, that is true. The point I'm trying to make is that when they reboot Glee, it should be given to Neil Gaiman. <laughs> oh god, could you imagine? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. It'd be fucking weird in the best way. <laughs> yes, it would. I know we have the bit with how we're going to be titling these episodes, but I just pictured titling this episode Neil Gaiman's Glee. The Neil Gaiman Project. <laughs> Probably not that one. I don't know if it encapsulates the energy enough. Nah. Anyways. Anyway. It's the final countdown. Do -do 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 -do. 
Before that, we have like one little bit in the Glee Project Ramshackles where they're asking who they think is the weakest. And they're like, Cam, who do you think is the weakest? And you can't say yourself. And Cam's like, I don't know, maybe Hannah, because she's not as funny. Which is a weird thing for the editors to put in. Because I'm not going to say it's a meme, because I guarantee it was taken out of context. There was, and there was probably like a jokey joke thing that happened right after, but they edited it out because they wanted Hannah to be like, maybe I am in the bottom. But it's weird that they put that in there because they would have shot the whole season by that point. They would have known everyone's storylines and relationships. And Cam and Hannah and Damien became like the three amigos of the show. Mm. They're thick as heck and fiddles. Good. It's, I mean, like, my, my takeaways from this scene were that, like... The one thing that I fixated on was that Samuel was wearing a nose ring that day and it was inflamed and it looked like it hurt. <laughs> oh no! Did he have a nose ring when he started the show? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they made him take it out and he had to put it back in or something. What if they made him get a nose ring just for the sake of the show? For his image? Oh, that's bad. I wouldn't put it past them. Like, yeah. hey, listen, if America's Next Top Model could get away with having two girls get dental surgery, then Glee Project could force someone to get a piercing. Yeah. And like, in this scene, like, everyone is cuddling because they're theater kids. And that's what theater kids do. But also, it's probably freezing. Yes. <laughs> and cuddle both for personal affection and for personal warmth. <laughs> and at one point, someone says something to the effect of... Only one person can get on Glee, and I'm like, looks into the camera at how many of these competitors actually got to be on Glee, the TV series. <sighs> Anyways. Anyway, Robert comes out and he announces that the bottom three are Damien, Bryce, and Ellis. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, no, he doesn't come out. They stand on the performance, on like the stage in the theater where they do this. Yeah. And Robert has the declarations. Because it's it's Robert and Zach and Nikki who pick the bottom three, and then Ryan who mm -hmm. declares who goes home. And as the whole, what was it, like, like sing for your save or whatever? What yeah, is it called in lip sync for your life. So they feel that Ellis lacked confidence, mm -hmm. and so they want her to sing Big Spender because it's in her wheelhouse. They think Bryce mm -hmm. had an attitude, so he gets Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars. And Damien lacked personality, so he gets Jesse's Girl. And they also don't want him to sing in his Irish accent, and, like, that's the most mm -hmm. individuality thing about him, so I don't know what they're not there. Yeah, and also, they all have to do this tonight, so they get, like... They get two hours. Yeah, they get two hours to rehearse. And then they have to perform at 10pm. Yeah, and... We then get to see everybody in, like, what looks like, like, green rooms or, like, yeah. dressing rooms rehearsing. The dressing rooms of emotional despair. Yeah, and they just have, like, literally the backing track. And Damien is like, I have never heard the song Jesse's Girl before. I don't know what it's about. It was on the show, Damien! I'm just clapping myself. Yeah. And, like, Ellis feels bad. And Bryce is like, this song is out of my range. <laughs> And I would say that he probably could have sung it in his range and it would have sounded great. Because mm -hmm. I also have a lower register, like him. I mean, probably not exactly like him. But, like, I have a lower voice. And so mm -hmm. I tend to just key shift things down for myself. Yes. And I bet it would have sounded great. But also at that point, he was so in, in his, his own head. head. Yeah, like, I almost want to call it a gifted child situation where as soon as you feel like you're not immediately succeeding, you just start to spiral. And like I yes. said before, he probably wasn't the only one who it was happening to through this whole competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the people show up to encourage them. Zach tells Damien to be more vulnerable. Robert tells Ellis not to overthink things. 
and she's kind of panicking because she took a leave from school and she doesn't want to get sent back this early. And Bryce has a little breakdown with Nikki, and Nikki tells him that they do like him and they know that he can deliver. Citation needed. Listen, it's on the production on the production part, not on Bryce's part. Yeah, it does stand that the fact that they were chosen after out of so many people as the top twelve still stands for something. It's still indicative of these kids' talent, and these kids are very talented. The fact mm-hmm. that they're able to get as far as they did is proof of that. And I like that they were told that they were given genuinely good critique and talent advice by people who weren't involved in the production of the show. Mm-hmm. Or I guess like Brad and Zach are involved, but like. involved in Glee, not the Glee project. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. Like I said last time, I'm glad that they got the fun day camp. I hate that they had to go through this after it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. And as they go into the sing for your life, someone said something that I wrote down, which was, you gotta be good enough for the writers to write a role for you. And it's like, they have a whole lot of shifting priorities when it comes to what they're telling these contestants. Okay. Anyways, first up is Damien, and he's singing Jesse's Girl, and he wishes he was Jesse's Girl, which there's a lot of gender in that statement, but it didn't quite pan out. Yeah. His performance is not bad, but once again, he has issues with the timing, like being like out of pace, which is likely in part because he hadn't heard the song before two hours ago. <laughs> and like the Ryan and Robert and whoever else was there. They do point out that he sang, I wish that I was Jesse's girl instead of, I wish that I had Jesse's girl. And he's like, oh, I didn't, I don't want to be Jesse's girl. And I th- they said something that made me write down, Damien was in Celtic Thunder for four years before he auditioned for Glee. Yeah. <laughs> he is not an amateur in most senses of the word. <laughs> and then we get to see Bryce. And they mentioned that Bryce had attitude problems during the shooting of the music video and the preparations. Sure. And my note here is, I'm curious if they would have said that about a white person. I'd, I don't think it was racially motivated. I mean, it, it could be. I don't think mm-hmm. it was. That's that's one little bit of grace I'll go to production. I think it's just an unfortunate coincidence that he was singled out. Yeah. yeah, it was probably racially motivated now that I say that out loud. Yeah. And, like, his performance is decent. He does a good job at making it his own. And they ask him, like, why he wants to be on Glee. And he's like, well, I've never heard anyone sing like me. And I've never seen anyone look like me. Because, like, he's a person of color. (laughs) Yeah. And then we get Ellis. Personally, I thought her musical performance was the best out of the three of them. Agreed. She's still sick. And they criticize her... They criticize her for being sick, and she's like, well, how am I going to put my best foot forward when it's hacked off at the knee? Exactly. And they're like, eww. Mm. And then they go back to the big brother house, the glee shack. Yeah. And everyone is like, oh, yes, welcome back. How did you do? Let's comfort you. And Ryan and the others deliberate. They still cite Bryce as having an attitude problem, and they don't know what kind of character they would write for Alice. And then- they do something that is extremely cowardly. Oh. Which is, instead of telling them to their faces who lost, Robert pins a list with the callbacks to a bulletin board, and then they say, well, well, we're not gonna tell you ourselves. You need to go look at the list and have a reaction shot. Uh. They're not brave enough to tell these teens to their faces, and they wanted to monetize their reactions. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. And then guess who goes home? It's Bryce, because we already told you. Yeah. And 
he he says something like to the effect of this is not the end of me and my music career and the glee project wasn't the right place for me which i agree because it was not the right place for anybody (laughs) yes that is true (laughs) and as their outro slash send-off song they all perform keep holding on and bryce takes lead Um, my note here is man fuck 2011 ryan murphy (laughs) just 2011 (laughs) well actually no 2010 they were filming this in 2010 right um, or 2011 no yeah this would have been 2011 okay yeah my statement stands fuck all of the years of ryan murphy but 2010 specifically Tw- and 2011 yeah just fuck them fuck it all the whole thing's a wash yeah. burn it all down it's probably easy because the walls are made of cardboard yeah and i think we should real quick do a where are they now for people as they leave the show i agree but i think we should call it since he's been gone <laughs> So, since he's been gone, he dropped out of Berkeley because he immediately got signed by a record label. And Mm -hmm. Bryce has blown up the, he he now goes by Bryce Vine, he's blown up the R&B and rhythmic charts. His two biggest Mm -hmm. singles are called Drew Barrymore and La La Land. I haven't actually gotten around to listening to them yet, but apparently they're good. They must be. They're blowing Mm -hmm. up the charts. Mm -hmm. My personal take is that I think he's trying to look like The Weeknd, but honestly, they'd probably collab very well together. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out because at least when I was doing research on since they've been gone, uh, Tanner linked me to a video by Amy Lovett uh, on YouTube. Yes, who did a whole who did a whole kind of like retrospective on where everyone is now. Yes, and so that's where we're getting most of our info from, actually. Because why be a creep when you can just outsource your creeping? And that's not a dig, Amy, but that is kind of what you said you were doing on the video itself. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. So what's going to happen then is we're going to release these episodes weekly. Yes. That's once a week. <laughs> a little bit unusual for a loser like me, but it, it will pan out. It will pan out. <laughs> exactly. Also means more funny episode titles. Hey. 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 And because these are real people, we don't want to do a best worst. We don't want to do a gold star slushy gold star song because that feels that feels mean the forever best worst is gonna be y'all have talent and the worst is i hate that you had to go through this yes (laughs) forever anyways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. loser like me project is a part of the corner podcast network project we can be heard on your favorite podcasting platform of choice and if we aren't there let us know and work on getting there we can be found at loser like me pod on twitter and through loser like me pod at gmail.com next week we don't want to look stupid on Glee, that's the last thing we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Zach will kill ya. <laughs> I have words about Zach next episode, but they're positive. Mine, they're a little bit more negative. But anyway. We're different people. We are. Anyways, three, two, one. And and that's, that's what, you, what missed you missed on, on the, the Glee, Glee Project. Project. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening, you're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me.